So, modesty. Um, what was I going to ask? Okay. Can someone give me a definition of what they think modesty is? I think it's just sort of being as pure as you can. Um, just so you are honoring God with what you wear and like who who you are. I don't think it has to be just clothing, but um, yeah, just honoring God and honoring other people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that like it's hard because I mean as we've like we kind of talked about this before. It's like a very gray area because everyone's mod like everyone's modesty like what they say is modest is different. Mm-hmm. But I think that as long as it's honoring God and it's as long as it's honoring other people in the way that it's not like. Um, make causing them to stumble, or um, then I think that's what modesty is, and yeah. it's different for everyone. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of going off of that, like it's hard because everything looks different on different bodies, mm-hmm. and so like what's modest maybe for me isn't modest for another person, or vice yeah. versa. Just like depending on like, like the height and like yeah. everything, and yeah, just everything can change it. So there's like no, like this is the list of what you can't wear or what you can wear. Yeah. Deeper than that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, like Riley said, modesty is different for everyone. For different cultures, different body types, different weights, different heights. Mm-hmm. Modesty is different for everybody. So I'm not going to stand up here today and I'm going to tell you what to wear and tell you to cover yourself up because that's what God's telling you to do. That's not what I'm going to tell you at all. I'm just going to explain how God describes modesty mm-hmm. and how he's telling you to act in the church. So I'm going to be basic here, and I'm going to start with the dictionary definition of modesty. Modesty is behavior, manner, or appearance intended to avoid impropriety or indecency. And in that definition, it gives us three areas that it like really dives into that you need to be modest in, or that most people try to be modest in. And it's common that like when we hear modesty, we just think of clothes. Because that's how it's, you know, portrayed usually in everyday life. But without all three areas, just dressing modest in your clothes and not speaking modestly and behaving modestly, there's really no point to the first one. Mm-hmm. Imagine if, like, you went to an amusement park and all the people were, all the people that work there were dressed up in this uniform this uniform that they're wearing, and you're lost. You're looking for some ride that you're trying to go on, so you go up to one of the people that's dressed in the clothes that the people working there wear, and you ask them how to get somewhere, where to go, and they ignore you. So then you ask them again, and they say, I don't even work here. I don't know why you're talking to me. That would be pointless. Why are they wearing the clothes <laughs> but not acting and behaving like they work there? There's no point to one area if you're not going to do the other two. So let's dive a little bit deeper in all three areas. First, we're going to talk about behavior. Does someone want to read Romans 2.13 for me? Okay. Romans 2.13. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so, in that verse, 
Paul is talking about the Jews and the Gentiles and how the Gentiles didn't have the law memorized, didn't have God's law memorized, but they were still, some of them were still following him because of their heart, because of the change of heart that he gave them. And then some of the Jews had the law memorized, but weren't following him. We're supposed to be following him in our behavior. We're supposed to be modest to him, for him, in our behavior. We're supposed to be following his law. And it's a matter of our heart. It's not a matter of memorizing these laws, memorizing these rules. It's a matter of him changing our heart. And him telling us what to do and leading us where we go because of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Okay, the next one I want to talk about is manner or speech. Um, does someone want to read Ephesians 429. I can do it. Okay. Ephesians 429. Ephesians 429. Okay. Um, uh, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that I may give grace to those who hear. Thank you. Okay, so where do you guys most often see unmodest or immodest speech social media school media. school social media yeah yeah i think social media is a big one i see a lot of not modest things on there um so this verse is telling us that we shouldn't be speaking unwholesomely we shouldn't be speaking down or evil or worldly but we should be speaking of things that will build up the kingdom things that will build up others that will encourage others and we should be modest in our speech and not speak unwholesomely we should not be cussing all the time setting a bad example for others Um, we should not be talking about things like sex if we're not talking about it with our spouse we should not be speaking unwholesomely or immodestly third one that it's a big one the big one that most people talk about is your appearance does someone want to read first corinthians 6 19 through 20 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. I'll read it. that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Okay, I I bet everyone's heard that passage before, telling us that our bodies are temples. How do you guys usually hear that passage? Like, in context, what are people usually talking about when you hear that passage? Someone getting tattoos? I hear it, like... Um, like, as far as, like, choosing, like, I don't hear a lot, but, like, when I've read things that have that passage, it's, like, talking about, like, okay, like, how should you treat your body? Like, how should you eat? And how should you mm-hmm. exercise? Like, we'll treat your body as a temple. Mm-hmm. Or, like, mm-hmm. sleeping, like, stuff like that. 
Like what you're doing with your body. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. good. It's like talking about how you should respect your body because it's a temple. Yeah. See, but a lot of people don't talk about the fact that that says you're not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor, your, honor God with your bodies. So not only are we supposed to respect our bodies and keep them healthy because the Holy Spirit is inside of us, but we're supposed to honor God with what we do with our bodies. So not only what we take in, but what we put out. How we're showing our bodies, how we're speaking, how we're behaving. We should be honoring God with everything that we do. Our bodies are temples, and we hold the Holy Spirit inside of us, which is an extension of God. And he forgave us of all of our sins and then put a piece of him inside of us so that we can have a relationship with him, so that we can talk to him every day. Everywhere we go, we can have a relationship with him. So we should be using these bodies that he gave us and the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. We should be using these to honor him because he gave our life. He gave his life. Sorry about that. He gave his life so that we could live to honor him. And these bodies are not going to be with us for eternity. So why would we be dressing in a way or acting or speaking in a way that's not going to honor him if we're going to be with him for eternity? We're not going to have these bodies forever, but we're going to have him forever. Okay. So now that we've talked about the three areas to be modest in, let's talk about why we should be modest. Why do you guys think that we should be modest? I think to keep yourself safe. Like uh, I heard a guy um, talking about if you went through a neighborhood and like you knew the neighborhood was very high in crime and you knew that like a lot of bad things happen there. Would you walk around like holding money over your head or holding like your money out for everybody to see? Like, of course, you're not sitting there saying like, hey, take my money, but you're letting everybody see what you have. So it'd be easier for them to take it. So that's the same if like you're going to a party with people you don't know, like a bunch of guys that you don't know, going to like a college party, something like that, and dressing in a way that you're letting them see everything that you have. Like, you're not asking for them to do anything to you, but you're giving them a higher chance of wanting to do something to you. That's that good. Sense. So staying safe, that's a yeah. big one. Yeah. I can't believe I just said it. I lost my brain. <laughs> <clears throat> I think that... Um, it's back. <laughs> um, I think so much of the world dresses differently than us. Mm-hmm. That is just another way... To show people that we're different, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you just walk to the, if you just go to the store, or if you're at school, anywhere you go, people don't, people wear what they want in order to show off, or just they're just careless about um, what they wear, um, and so I think that when we're modest, when we see clothes as just a way to. Like we're just wearing clothes so we can go out the door and spread the gospel that day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's we're just wearing clothes so we can go out of the house, mm-hmm. right? Like, and yeah, we can they they can be cute and functional and we can like have fun with our clothes, sure. But at the end of the day, they're just a 
a covering so that like we can leave our houses you know <laughs> and so um and i think that we we don't have to like we can be nice and simple and we don't need to like like show like our entire body because there's no need for that we can be cute but and i think the rest of the world dresses so differently than us that when we dress modestly and we dress um in a way that glorifies god then it's just very different mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. like that's not even what people expect yeah that's good yeah and kind of going back to the heart thing i've noticed this like just as a pattern but like a lot of times when um I guess, like, for, I'm going to say a girl, because, like, guy can be immodest, too, but, like, mm-hmm. a lot of times when I see a girl come to know the Lord, like, in her teen or her, like, adult years, when she's, like, dressed immodestly before she knew the Lord, mm-hmm. she'll continue to dress that way, like, those first, like, that maybe that first year, mm-hmm. um, but then, like, as she grows in her relationship with the Lord, like, slowly, like, you'll see, like, she just, mm-hmm. like, kind of leaves those things behind. Um, and I think it's like all about the heart because you slowly realize that your worth is not in what you look like or what other guy, uh, other people think of you, girls or guys, but if your worth is just firmly in the fact that Christ has saved you. Mm-hmm. And like as you come to that knowledge and it takes up more of like your life, all of a sudden you don't want to dress immodestly, um, and it's just the heart change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, that kind of goes into my first point about why we should be modest which is that we are an example. We're an example for people younger than us, people who don't believe, people who are believers. We're an example to everyone. As Christians, we're supposed to be the light in the darkness. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth. We're supposed to be going out and showing people what they're missing, what they don't have in their lives. We're supposed to be showing the joy and just the life that God brings once you know him. And if we're following social media and what they say you should be dressing in, how you should be acting, how you should be talking, if we're following that, and if we're following celebrities, then we're not going to be any different. We're going to slowly fall into the darkness. We're not going to be the salt of the earth. And people aren't going to see the joy in the life that God brings into our lives because we're acting like everyone else. We're dressing like everyone else and speaking like everyone else. We're no different. We're an example. I'm going to read 1 Timothy 4.12, which says, Let nobody look down on you because you're young, but set an example to all believers in speech, in conduct, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. So, like I said, to non-believers, we're going to be no different, but... We're also an example to believers. When you're in the church, as women of the church, I can guarantee that at some point in your life, it's probably now because I know when I was younger, I looked up to teenagers and young adults in my church. I can guarantee that there are going to be women who are your peers, who are younger than you, who are going to look up to you. And I know that you look up to other women in the church that are older than you, who are more wise than you, there's always going to be people that look up to you and people that you look up to. And you're going to want to be modest for these people. You're going to be wanting to show God's true glory to these people. If you're acting and dressing worldly, then 
these people are going to see you like the rest of the world and they're going to have a bad impression of what Christianity really is. If you're not showing them how to use their faith in the correct way, how to speak kindly, and how to just encourage others instead of talking immodestly and acting immodestly, then they're not going to know how to truly have a relationship with God. You're going to be setting a bad example so that they don't know how to have this relationship with him. And they're not going to know what it truly means to have that relationship with him. Along with girls, we're also an example for men in the church. And they'll always be alongside us. And we're not called to be a stumbling block for them. And I know you're probably thinking like, oh, there's, she's probably going to tell us to like dress for guys, like all those other modesty things that I've always heard, but that's not what I'm saying at all. Ultimately, it's their responsibility. Their sin is with them and God. If they have a problem with what we're wearing or how we're talking or how we're behaving, then they need to go to God and they need to talk to him. But if we're purposely acting immodest and if we're dressing immodestly, then we are a stumbling block to them. We're purposely putting ourselves out there so that they might sin. And I know that none of you would want to go with someone and be friends with someone who will constantly discourage your faith, not encourage you in your faith and keep you accountable for what you're doing. You're going to want someone that's going to be in the word with you every day, that's going to pray with you, not someone that's going to lead you into a life of sin because we don't want to live a life of sin. So why would we want to do that for men? And it's not your responsibility to dress for them because they tell you how to dress. It's your responsibility to talk to God about how you feel led and what you're comfortable in and how the Holy Spirit is leading you to dress and to act and to speak. You are responsible for your actions because of what the Holy Spirit is calling you to do, not because of what other people are telling you to do. Other people are going to tell you you need to cover up all the time. It's going to be hot outside and you're wearing shorts and someone who's older and used to more clothing is going to tell you that you need to cover up your legs. But it's hot. And you don't, you don't want to wear pants, you want to wear shorts. But they're still glorifying God. You're glorifying God in what you do because of what you're called to do, because of your heart. It's been changed. And the Holy Spirit is leading you to glorify Him. Sorry, I went on little bit of a rant right there but um yeah so we're supposed to be different we're supposed to be an example to women to men to just everyone who's not a believer we are supposed to be an example to everyone so point number two why we should be modest is that it reveals your dignity No matter what you wear, I can guarantee, here, let's start with this. (laughs) Okay. Who knows a guy or a man, you know, your dad or some guy in the church that uses tools or like anything, just tools that they use, inanimate objects to get something done? 
Yeah? You know someone in mind? Yeah. <laughs> we all know those men that use tools all the time. Usually when we think of tools, we think of them like fixing, being all handy, and working hard and stuff. But there are some men out there in the world, and it makes me so sad to say this, but there are some men who think of women as tools, who think of women as inanimate objects, as less than human. It's a terrible thing to think about, but if they're thinking of you as a toy, as a tool, something they're going to use and throw away, why would you encourage that? You should use your dignity. You should have your dignity and not let them make you anything less than what you are. Does someone want to read 1 Peter 3, 4 for me? Can you do it? <laughs> okay. Um, you should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Is that the right thing? Three, four? Oh, sorry. It was supposed to be three and four. My bad. Three, three, and four. Oh, okay. Uh, don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy, of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. And then the other one that you just read, yeah. Okay. So, this is telling us that, well, in this time, it says don't wear gold jewelry, fine clothes. But that was because in that period in the Bible, women wore flashy clothes and gold jewelry to be promiscuous. Wearing that kind of thing really put themselves out there. So, this is not telling us not to wear jewelry because it's a lot different today. It's a lot different in our culture. And I, thank you. <laughs> it's a lot different in our culture and in our time period. We can wear jewelry. We can wear gold jewelry. But we're not supposed to be wearing anything that will show off, make us feel more promiscuous. Because God sees our heart. God sees our gentle spirit. And he knows our worth. And we know our worth. So we shouldn't be trying to show off for other people who don't know our worth. Why would we want to dress to impress men who don't love you as much as God does? Who are never going to love you as much as God does? You are worth so much more than other people degrading you to anything less than what you're worth. We are all worth Jesus' life on the cross. And we are worth so much more than letting people degrade us to anything less than that. Jesus loves you so much more than any person on this earth can ever even try to. So we should be trying to glorify him instead of dressing to impress men. Okay, so there's a lot of, let's talk about this really quick. There's a lot of famous people doing the women's empowerment movement. And a lot of that comes with like them wearing less and less clothes. 
and saying that they're empowered in their bodies and that they want to show it off. But if they're showing this off, then it's plastering it all over social media. It's putting it on YouTube and TikTok. It's showing all the men what they have so that the men have so much more material and a bigger platform to hide behind a screen and degrade these women anywhere they go. All they have to do is pick up their phone and they can find someone famous. They can find anyone who's following some, someone famous and they can find some promiscuous material. And they can degrade these women into less than human. They can think of them as less than human because there's such a big platform of all these women empowering each other that's not really empowering each other. I watched a... Um, podcast I listened to a podcast uh the porch about being modest and one thing that he said that was really really good he said that this women's empowerment movement is powerful in all the most destructive ways (laughs) that's really powerful to hear because they're empowering others and then it's just breaking them down yeah. Um, along with like what you said earlier about uh, not being a stumbling block to other like your Christian friends that are guys, mm-hmm. um, that goes along with like not being a stumbling blo- block to your Christian friends that are girls. Because some people, some of like your Christian friends that are girls might struggle a lot with jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if like say like these famous people that know that they have nice bodies. Um, are showing them off to everybody and like showing them like in showing all their body to everybody um, it's gonna make it harder for younger girls to be proud of what they have and show that like their body is different um, and it might like make them more jealous or make them not like themselves as much so that even though they're trying to empower other people sometimes it makes them feel worse about themselves mm-hmm. yeah seeing the bodies online or seeing people who say that they're happy all the time, say that they're better, sometimes they say that. It can break other people down because they're thinking, oh, I'm not like that. When you leave, leave everything un- unlocked. Okay. Up. Okay. Hi, ladies. Yeah, that was good. Did you want to join that conversation? Yeah. Okay. That was good. I like that. Um, So, yeah. You're worth so much more. And being modest reveals your dignity. The third final point that I want to say is why we are modest. Is that it brings the right people into our life. Being modest attracts the correct people that we want with us every single day. When we're saved, we get a desire in our heart to be more like Jesus. So naturally, godly people are more attracted to things that God is attracted to. I want to ask you guys this right now. What do you guys look for in a husband or like a boyfriend? (laughs) 
or like <laughs> 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 interests like what they're interested in enjoy so we want people we want to be around people who are similar to us so not only do we want to attract these godly men because we're godly and we want them to encourage us and to keep us accountable but we want to attract godly friends and if we're not modest in how we act and how we behave how we speak and how we dress then these people are going to be turned away. The people that we're wanting to attract are going to be turned away because they're going to see immodest actions, like how we would see something on social media and it's not representing what we think is godly or it's very immodest. We usually don't follow. We usually scroll past. We get away from it. Because we don't enjoy it. We don't want to be around something that's not godly, that could possibly lead us into temptation, that could possibly lead us into some sort of sin, that could possibly make us less modest, make us desensitized to the world so that we're thinking that things that aren't modest are okay. So having these friends that are godly, like we want, is so beneficial because they're, they're the friends that are going to give you life and joy and encouragement and accountability and honesty and all the qualities that we want to show, they are going to have because we're showing them. We are attracting these people because we are acting a certain way. You attract how you act. Since these people see these awesome qualities in you, they're going to want to be around you. And it's very likely that they have a lot of the same qualities. Okay. 
I'm going to read 1 Samuel 16, 7. It says, The Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Since we are called to act more like Christ in how we act, everything we do every single day, since we're called to be more like him, we should also be focusing on the heart. Not only on other people's hearts and who we want to be around, who we want to be with, but our own heart too. He's going to change our heart so that we want to glorify him, so that we want to be more like him every single day. And when we start acting more like him, other people that try to act like him every day are going to be attracted to us. They're going to, be, they're going to want to be friends with us because we're going to keep them accountable. We're going to help them lead a better life, lead them to Christ more and have a better relationship with him. And they're not going to care about your appearance. I can tell you that right now. They, godly people, are attracted to what God is attracted to. And when we act modest, we're going to attract modest people. And we want modest people in our life that are going to build us up and lead us closer to Christ. Okay, one last major point. We talked about how modesty brings the right people into your life, how it reveals your dignity, and you're an example to others. So we should be modest. But one big point, a big myth about modesty is that it's just about your clothes. That is the biggest lie I've ever heard about modesty. Because that is what everyone will tell you, is that it's just about your clothes. Yes, you should be, you shouldn't be not wearing clothes. You shouldn't be showing everyone what you're... (laughs) But it's not just about your clothes. It's about your heart. Does somebody want to read Ezekiel 36? 26 and 27. Macy, do you know where Ezekiel is? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm trying to read the whole Bible, but I've gotten Ezekiel. Yeah. Oh, buckle up. It's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading Ezekiel right now in my personal time. Okay. Genesis? Actually, this is my first time. Ezekiel. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36. I can do it. Okay, Sammy's got it. Is that Job? Yeah. Yeah. 36 what? 36 26 to 27. You're in there somewhere. All right. I've got it. All right. 26 and 27. Yes. All right. I will bless my people and their homes around my holy hill. And in the proper season, I will send the showers they need. There will be showers of blessing. The orchards and fields of my people will yield. Are you in chapter 36? Oh, I was in 34. <laughs> I was like, this is going to mess with me. My bad. All right. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart with, and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. 
Okay, so that that's telling us that when we're saved, when we find God, we he takes out our worldly heart and we're born again with a new heart. And this new heart leads us to follow his laws, to want to be modest, to glorify him in everything that we're doing and how we're dressing, how we're behaving, and how we're speaking. And this new heart is the Holy Spirit inside of you, telling you the difference between right and wrong, telling you the difference between good and bad. And if you're going to walk away with anything today, I want you to walk away with this, that being modest is the Holy Spirit leading you to glorify God. It's not someone in the church, some, someone a lot older than you telling you that your shorts are too short. It's not some teacher at school telling you that he can see your shoulders and you need to cover them up. Modesty is not a matter of what other people tell you. Modesty is a matter of the Holy Spirit leading you to glorify God in everything you do. Every single thing down to your clothes. Down to your speech and your behavior. It's your heart, a change of your heart, and the Holy Spirit leading you to glorify God. So... Don't go home today and change how you act, what you do, how you dress, or tell other people to do this because of what I'm saying today. But go home and have a talk with God and lead your footsteps where the Holy Spirit is leading you to go. If he's telling you to dress differently or act or speak differently, then that's between you and God. Don't do this because someone else tells you to do it. Do it because it's what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, because it's where your heart is leading you. Modesty is a matter of the heart. It's not a matter of your clothes. It's your heart. So, I'm going to put you out here with three final questions that you should ask yourself every day as you wake up and decide what you're going to do that day, how you're going to dress, how you're going to speak and interact with other people. So these three questions are, what do you feel comfortable in? When you put on some clothes, do you feel like you're going to be going out and it's going to be hot? Do you feel like the Holy Spirit is telling you, I don't like this, you shouldn't be wearing this? Is your heart telling you to dress a certain way or to act a certain way? What are you comfortable doing? What are you comfortable wearing? You don't have to dress uncomfortably because someone else told you to. You should dress comfortably. You should act in a comfortable way because the Holy Spirit is telling you that it's the right thing to do. Second question is what or who are you representing? Are you representing worldly things or are you representing God? Are you representing your church as you go out to do a mission trip or go out to a church camp or go out in the community and help? Are you representing 
the world or are you representing God and the church and showing other people the light inside of you? Who or what are you representing? And the third question is, who or what are you following? Are you following all those women on social media that will empower you to wear less and less clothes, to, that will empower you to talk however you want? Or are you representing God, who gave his son, Jesus, and gave his life on the cross for you, and who loves you so much more than any of these people who say that they're empowering you, but they're really not. What are you following? What are you representing? And what do you feel comfortable in? That's it. Let's, let's pray and then we'll get out of here. <laughs> hey God, I thank you that you just let me speak your word today to all of these wonderful ladies. And I pray that they just take it with them everywhere they go, that they just remember that your Holy Spirit is inside of them, leading them to be more like you every single day, leading them to glorify you in every single thing that they do every day. I pray that you just send these girls out with just, they just remember that you died on the cross for them and you gave your life so that we could be in a life of where we can repent and we can be with you every single day, have a life where we can talk to you every single day and we can have a relationship with you and we're free of sin because you died on the cross for us. I thank you for giving you us this amazing power just to have you inside of us and to talk to you every day. And I pray that you just send these ladies away with a heart to serve you every single day. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.